Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gelman Report. I know that I've been gone for a little while, but we, we're back now. We're going to be coming out with videos uh, weekly. And so in today's video, we are going to be doing my quarter one NBA awards. So I came up with this idea. My uh, school is kind of split up into uh, quarters, get my grades um, by the quarter. Um, so we're going to be doing the same thing for the NBA season. The NBA season is around a quarter uh, of the way through. So we're going to be giving out four different awards to different players, different teams, talking about them, giving my um, opinion on them. Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing that in today's episode. Um, and yeah, so let's get right into the episode. So starting off with the first award, and that is the most surprising team. So I was going to, my original thought was that for this, for the first award, I should go with the best team. But when you look at the stats and the standings, um, individual play of the players, I don't think there is a distinct best team in the NBA. Of course, you'll have people that say the Bucks, the Lakers, um, of course, the Clippers. But then there's kind of the sleeper teams um, some people even say the Suns, maybe the, the 76ers, the Jazz um, are playing pretty well right now. Um, so there's no really distinct um, answer, no really true one answer. Like last year, I think everyone would really say that the Lakers were the best team in the league and that ended up um, with them winning the championship. So I decided to go with the most surprising team. And this was a team uh, that I thought would not really play as well as they're playing right now. Um, they could um, not have such a good record. Uh, but a quarter of the way through the NBA season, they are playing really, really well. And so I decided to go with two teams, um, and that is the Utah Jazz um, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, so the Jazz, they are 15-5. and five. Uh, They're second in the East, uh, and the Sixers are 15-6, and six, and they are first in the, in the East. So before the season started, I did not expect uh, these teams to be in the, in the top of their respected conferences. For the 76ers, I thought they actually would be pretty high in the conference. Of course, not number one. I would have predicted uh, the Nets. Oh, the Nets are another team that people might think are the best team in the league. Uh, but yeah, I would have predicted that the Nets be at the top, the Bucks, um, the Celtics. Um, but I, I, knew the, I knew the Philadelphia, uh, with how they kind of reconstructed their whole kind of franchise, getting a new coach, getting a new uh, general manager, bringing all those new players, uh, Seth Curry, um, and Joel and B playing at MVP level, I, I thought they were going to um, be really, really great in my preseason prediction. But I didn't think they were going to be first in the East. And then going on to the Utah Jazz, Jazz, I actually thought that they were going to be really, really, I guess you say mediocre. Because uh, after last year's kind of, I guess you could say fiasco with Rudy Gobert kind of spreading COVID nineteen throughout the entire league, and then kind of, um, of the with them falling apart um, in the first round of the playoffs, blowing a 3-1 lead and barely missing uh, the buzzer beater to make it to the next round. I thought they were going to kind of fall, fall apart, lose their team chemistry, but that's the exact opposite of what's going on. They have The Jazz have a lot of great chemistry, and they're shooting extremely, extremely well from the three-point line. Um, so yeah, both of these teams, the Jazz and the 76ers, they are top 10 in points per game, um, both scoring over 110 points per game. Uh, so they're able to really, really score the ball, which, of course, you need to do in the NBA. 
Um, but even more importantly in the NBA is the defense. Utah is top three in opponent's points per game, um, and Philly is 11th uh, with only averaging a uh, with only allowing opponents to score 109 points per game. So, as I'm just going to reiterate, they're both able to play offense, as they're both top 10 in points per game, but they're also both able to play defense, and you need that to win in the regular season, and you obviously, more importantly, need that to win in the playoffs. Uh, Utah, they recently had an 11-game win streak, uh, which just ended their last game against the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic went crazy hit 47 I think 47 points um, 11 rebounds probably a triple double he he went crazy so their 11 game win streak ended but having 11 game win streaks is extremely impressive um, and then moving on to the Sixers they did not have this they did not have an 11 game win streak uh, but they had some really really uh, key wins against I would say contenders. Um, they beat the Lakers in a close game on ESPN. I was watching that, um, and they beat the Celtics and the Heat twice. So they beat the Heat, who, which are the reigning Eastern Conference champs, and the Celtics, who I think have a really, really great uh, team. They eat. They the 76ers beat both of them twice. So I think that uh, those wins over contenders like the Lakers and the Celtics shows that the 76ers are for real and are really, really good team. And I think most importantly that this, these teams, they have great chemistry. Um, the 76ers are known for the past few years for not having great chemistry. Ben Simmons um, and Joel Embiid, while good friends off the court, they do not play extremely well or they not, they didn't, or they used to not play um, particularly well on the court. Um, both, cannot, both cannot really shoot. Both like to be in the paint. Um, and so that would clog it up, uh, clog the lane up. And so they, they didn't really work so well together. But this year, everything's changed. They have a lot of chemistry. They have the shooters around, great defense. Um, and that's really helping them um, with all the success they're having. And then, of course, the Jazz, I mentioned, they're having a lot of success uh, shooting the three ball. Um, and their team chemistry and camaraderie, camaraderie is looking really, really great. I don't think that the Utah Jazz will be a contender this year. I think they'll be the fourth seed in the in the west to end the season i would take the lakers the clippers and the nuggets over them but i think that um the 76ers can finish first in the east um and i think that they actually can beat the nets um and bucks and make it to the finals uh they the bucks are really struggling right now and the nets have uh, the worst defense in nba history statistically so i think that the heat i think that the sixers are a contender um it's a team to look out for and then moving on to the second award, and that is my most disappointing team. Um, and again, I was going to choose the worst team, but there's a lot of teams that you could say are the worst team. You could say um, uh, the Chicago. Chicago I can't remember that. The Chicago Bulls. You could say the uh, Detroit Pistons. I would say the Detroit Pistons are the worst team, but I decided to go with the most disappointing team, and that is the New Orleans Pelicans. So in my preseason prediction video, I thought that the Pelicans were going to be a playoff team. They had a lot of great young players on their roster, um, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, uh, but then they had also had some veterans like uh, Eric Bledsoe, J.J. Redick, um, Steven Adams, who's young but a veteran. So I think they had a nice mix of players, of veterans and young youngins um, on their team, and I thought that would... Uh, I thought they would play well together, but that is not what's happening a quarter of the way through the NBA season. They are 7-11, and 11, um, and they are second worst in the Western Conference, the total opposite of what I thought they were going to be. I thought at this point they'd be, be at the worst in 8 seed. Um, I would predict them to be a 6 or 7 seed in the playoff hunt, but 
right now they're not looking uh, great. Um, they are 19th in the league in scoring with 110 points per game. Um, so that's that's okay. That's a little below average, but that's um, not so surprising. Uh, but what is surprising, what is very concerning, is their defense. They are 22nd in the league in opponent points per game, allowing 112 points per game. Um, and, and more importantly, they're 23rd um, in team defense with a 110 defensive rating. That is really um, not so great. Um, so they really need to pick up their defense. They have a defensive head coach in uh, Stan Van Gundy, but he's not really helping them. Um, I think that he might be on the hot seat, maybe leaving at the end of the season or uh, maybe even in the middle of the year. Um, but not not in the middle of the year, but maybe this season, or probably not, but maybe at the end of next season um, if they can't pick it up. Um, and in, in more and of course, and more importantly, in the recent games, they've been playing terrible, terrible defense. In their last five games, while they did beat some good teams like the Bucks, uh, they are allowing 120 points per game. Uh, that's an extremely, extremely high amount. Very disappointing to see the Pelicans uh, like this. They have, they're able to score. They have Zion averaging close to 30 points per game. They have Brandon Ingram, the leader and all-star of the team. Uh, but they have a lot of struggling uh, shooting the ball. Uh, JJ Reddick's been really off. Lonzo Ball really needs to get some confidence in his shot. And Eric Bledsoe has not really been able to fit in with that team. Uh, so yeah, the Pelicans are extremely, extremely disappointing. Um, hopefully they can pick it up. I would love to see them in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah. And now moving on to the third award. And that is the most surprising player. And again, I cannot choose the best player because that is, some people will argue that that is, an, that that is up for grabs the best player in the league. It's obviously LeBron James. He's the best player ever and the best player in the league as of right now. So I went the most surprising player. And this is a player that I was trashing the entire offseason. I thought his contract was terrible. I thought this was a terrible fit for the team. Um, that is uh, Gordon Hayward, small forward for the Charlotte Hornets. He's at, so of course he's having a surprising season. He's uh, he's won, I guess you could say, this award. Um, he's averaging 23 points per game, five rebounds, four assists. So those are some great stats. Uh, 23 points is kind of up to where he was in his all-star uh, Utah season before he had that terrible, before he left to Boston and had that terrible injury. But I think the most important thing are his shooting splits. Um, he is so, so close to a 40-50-90. He's shooting 42% from three, 50% from the field, and 86% from the free throw line. There are only a handful of players that have been able to hit 40-50-90. Uh, Chris Middleton, Michael Brog um, what's his name? Brogdon, excuse me, um, on the Pacers. And then you have also like Hall of Famers on that on that list. You have uh, Reggie Miller multiple times, Larry Bird multiple times. Uh, so Gordon Hayward is an elite league company uh, with that 40-50-90, uh, um, almost in that 40-50-90 club. Uh, so yeah, that he is extremely, extremely, um, he's been playing really, really well, and that's really surprising. Uh, for me, I thought his contract was really bad. It still is atrocious. Um, I'm paying him $30 million a year to just kind of play second fiddle. He, he, not really second fiddle. He is the leading scorer. He is being the leader on the team. Um, and that is, I think, a positive for them. I think they have a really young team, the Hornets. Um, and having a player like Gordon Hayward, good work ethic, um, has a history of being a consistent and great uh, player um, in the NBA. I think he's a great leader. Um, and the Hornets 
are, and, and these are not just empty stats. The, the Hornets are playing well. They're nine. Uh, they have nine wins, eleven losses um, in their first twenty games, and they're eighth in the East. So that as of right now, if the season ended, they are in the playoffs, and that is um, thanks to Gordon Hayward playing really, really well. Totally surprised me. I thought he would be down to probably like 18, 15 points per game. Uh, but no, he's playing really, really uh, great and being a great leader for this young uh, Hornets team. Moving on to the last award, that is the most disappointing player. And there's a lot of people you can choose for this one. But I think the most obvious choice uh, to me was uh, Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons, point guard, small forward, power forward, slash center, basically every every uh, position besides um, shooting guard for the 76ers, is having a really, really, I don't want to say gross, but really disappointing, um, not like, I don't know the words, just kind of like, just a terrible, terrible season. He's averaging 13 points per game, um, 8 rebounds, um, and, and 8 assists. So the 8 rebounds, 8 assists is really, really um, amazing for a player for a young player like this um to have uh, to have eight rebounds and eight assists on average but the 13 points is extremely concerning considering that his career average is 16 and his rookie average his rookie average is 16. so he's averaging three less points than he did in his rookie year um and along with that his shooting percentages are also totally totally um whack he's shooting 53 percent from the field with um and 53 percent from the field 16% from three and 60 and 64% from three three free throw line. So terrible shooting splits, the exact opposite of what Gordon Hayward was doing. And it's surprising actually that they're that the 76ers are playing this well and have such a great record with Ben Simmons playing at the mediocre level he is. I don't think that he is now even this year a top. I just maybe say at a top 30 player, I would take players like Jeremy Grant over him, take players like, um, what's his name, Christian Wood over him, Zion, of course, uh, Trey Young, Luca, of course. He's just not playing well. He's not going to be an all-star this year. Um, and yeah, unless he picks it up in these in this next few, in these next few weeks. But yeah, extremely disappointing. And he's going to have to pick it up for the playoffs. He can, he can get away with playing like this in the regular season, but definitely not in the playoffs. Um, and so... Uh, Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid are going to have to figure out a way to get him uh, going. And yeah, those are the four awards that we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing this every single, um, every single, I guess you could say, quarter. So there's going to be three more of these, and in each one there will be different awards. Uh, but we're going to be coming out now with weekly episodes. I had to take a little break, a lot of schoolwork going on. Uh, but yeah, weekly episodes about NBA, bringing back the weekly uh, reactions. Um, there would be NFL draft stuff, some Super Bowl stuff after the Super Bowl, my, my reactions to that, uh, maybe a prediction video later this week. Uh, and yeah, so that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to follow me on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, follow me on Twitter, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like this video. It helps the channel grow so, so much. Thank you guys so much for watching and goodbye.